how's lgbtq.fm not doing so well pod fading pod fade (laughs) i think it's kind of like everybody's responsibility so then it's nobody's responsibility to actually Uh, get a show up i think like four episodes have gone out so what issues are you having is it uh getting the episodes out or actually recording one just setting up a time to record and a topic and people are all over the world so time zone issues are a lot worse I think Justin would say, don't pick a topic. <laughs> I would say that. Yeah, scheduling a time. It, that scheduling a time works. I mean, yeah, on JavaScript Air, uh, we do have topics, but it's, I mean, there's effort that goes into them and guests and stuff. And it's all. And there's like 20 frameworks a week, so you just pick one and then. You know, yeah, with it. JavaScript. <laughs> There's even that is uh, there's an episode coming up that or that will be up uh, on uh, a new testing framework, which like <sighs> you should have a segment that's like the Re- React framework of the week, mm, the React module of the week. <laughs> this React module allows you to make a React component. Wait, what new testing framework? It's called Eva, I believe, or Eva. Eva. Yeah, yeah, AVA, Futuristic Test Runner. So it runs your tests concurrently, especially beneficial for I.O. heavy tests. Uh, Test files are run in parallel as separate processes, giving you better performance in an isolated environment for each test file. So it it shrinks your test runner, sets test running time a lot. The logo is very nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we can all agree that the logo is very nice. So I wonder how they started this. Get a knit. Yeah, that probably is how they started it. (laughs) I wonder how they do the individual processes. Like, how do they? Yeah, because they make sure. it sound like they make like they use words that sound like threads. But I don't know that you can exactly do threads that way in Node. I don't know. It'd be interesting to poke into. Are you gonna have the person that or the team that wrote it on the JavaScript there? Yeah, they will be. Nice. You should ask them. <laughs> yeah. Question from Turing incomplete. So, Len, I don't think you're on the show since you got a full time job. Hasn't he been? No, yeah, I don't I think know. so. Oh my, oh my geez. It's all Rails all the time. TurboLinks. It's actually weird because we're doing mobile first. And is it working good? Great. It looks like it so far. Nice. I mean, I still think it's a little bit of a weird choice since we're literally like mobile slash native first and we're writing a Rails app. I mean, it's one technology the whole team knows and convinced it's like much speedier to market. Are you doing any React native or is it the native meaning just mobile experience? So there's this article that they posted for Rails 5, the hybrid sweet spot. So it is a hybrid app, but it lets you like insert native screens and hook into notifications. So it's basically a wrapped website, but there's lots of hooks to do, to do like native, native things. Cool. What do you, how do you test on devices? Uh, we haven't gotten that far yet that we okay. really need to. <laughs> Although we do have a QA person who has like a whole suite of uh, Android phones and Windows phones to test the actual website on i think aws has a device library that you can test with too if you want to test on more devices and not pay for them it is nice having a dedicated qa person i haven't had that on a team for a while he actually has a whole suite of tests he wrote in water waiter waiter water waiter what's here w-a-t-i-r what What is that is that like a, a gui app that you do stuff or is it like a programming language what is it just a driver yeah driver for what or test and stuff? Yeah, it's just like Capybara, but yeah. worse. But it's been around for a long time, so people know it. So how do you execute those? You run it in Ruby, I think. R- Ruby do stuff? like <laughs> Ruby uh, uh, script. <laughs> I mean, it's just like include water and do a bunch of and DSL then you have those, those methods. That, it's like Capybara. 
web application testing in Ruby. It seems like these days a lot of non-Ruby people use it, though. Yeah. So like from the Java world or uh, C sharp. It's funny because it's in written in Ruby. Maybe Ruby is a programming language you have people use when they supposedly don't know how to program. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say Ruby pioneered a lot of the testing stuff. And it's easy for everyone to, to read. Have any of y'all been working on any cool technologies? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on a new curriculum, though. Curriculum? Uh, yeah, a new class for Node.js to teach people Node, an intro to Node. Nice. Oh, nice. Is that a personal thing, or are you doing it through... Uh... Uh, girl Develop It. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you going to teach IOJS or Node.js? So you know, like, do you know that that's not a thing anymore? <laughs> like They merged back in, right? What yeah. was the final result? You should teach IOJS. <laughs> oh my answer. gosh. These poor students, like they don't even know. Like, oh, by the way, there was all this drama. Um, so now there's the Node.js Foundation. So IOJS was from when, um, kind of as a protest, like Node.js wasn't merging in a lot of significant changes, honestly, and wasn't being very responsive to the community. And they said, hey, uh, remember how like we're doing all this work for free and stuff? Um, it'd be great if this were actually like a real, you know, a like an a, a official open source project, uh, like in terms of management instead of being a, an open source project owned by a company. And so now there's the Node.js Foundation. It's underneath the Linux Foundation, which is interesting. And it's not not under Apache. Um because the Linux Foundation and Apache are very different um, in terms of how they do governance. Um, I wouldn't be able to tell you like the differences, but I just know that they kind of like treat things differently. Um, but yeah, so now it's it's uh, the Node.js Foundation is under the Linux Foundation, and Node.js is is back together and super happy. Everything is cool. None of my my students will not need to learn any of this. <laughs> Yay, Node. Yeah. So are you going to contribute that back to yeah once the uh, organization? Once- yeah, once we've, so I'm working with another developer to write the curriculum, which I think will be, probably, I hope it will make it even better than just me writing it on my own. I'm hoping that, you know, we kind of settle on like a standard and then we'll merge it into the national organization. Nice. Two heads are always better than one head. I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's like, it do, It just puts in, there's a decent amount of overhead in terms of like coordinating with each other mm. and deciding what's going to be in the course and writing it together and ter- like, rather than like, I wrote a thing. Uh, let me know if it doesn't work for you, <laughs> like or make your own or whatever. But I think if like working together, we'll hopefully be able to make uh, make it like pretty portable for anyone around the country to, to teach it. But yeah, so I'm working on that now. And uh, Javon, did you say you aren't doing anything cool? Last week I read an Elixir. I just did code reviews, but I've been working on an Elixir app that we got approval to get the production with. Did you submit so to? Oh yeah, so no, you're, not, no, you're not gonna be there. No, right, I'm not right, going. Right. Oh, you're, you're going, right? We're talking about Empire Elixir, which is mm. yeah, I'm going. Uh, New York one day Elixir conference, and I cannot go because I will be at Lambda Comp with a Justin face on my head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Justin is there. Wow. Yeah, uh, Boulder's a really cool town. You have fun. There. Yeah, I'm excited to go there. I haven't been there. It'll be um, the furthest <clears> west <throat> that I've been so far. Really? Yeah, Boulder. Boulder's like uh, it's like. It's like an upscale mountain town, <laughs> but it's a little, it's a little I, I love hipster Boulder. too. Yeah, it's great. There's really good hiking. Uh, last year when I went to LambdaConf on Sunday, like it was a really easy hike, but it was really nice views. Um, so bring, bring your prana pants, Javon. Nice. Um, Javon had the same hiking pants, shorts. And Elon Musk's mom owns a restaurant there called Kitchen, I think. Wow, Dang, that's, they didn't that's drop super, the super, super easy to Google. <laughs> 
You would think Elon would tell his mom to drop to the... <laughs> Have we talked about conferences yet? Like, who's going to what? I'm going to ETE and Elixir, or uh, Empire Elixir, um, and that's it so far. I have not committed to anything else. Yeah, I'm going to go to LambdaConf, ETE. I want to commit to abstractions, because it's Pittsburgh. That conference looks nice, and at the same time, I'm not super interested in going. No? Is it because it's Pittsburgh? I don't know. Something about it I just don't love. I think they have a CFP open right now, though. They do. It closes at the end of the month. Um, I'm not speaking anywhere this year, as of right now. Remember last year when I was like, oh, I'm going to speak about Elixir and robots. <laughs> and my lawnmower. My lawnmower. That, that never happened. Turns out, getting a new house is a lot of work. Surprise. Well, I think when you want to do stuff to the house, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Like when you're doing your own woodworking and all. Right now we're redoing, uh, we've got a washer dryer to the second floor. So just yesterday I was at Home Depot buying wood and this uh, prefabricated countertop and I'm going to make cabinets this week. The street view from the kitchen looks sweet. There's a mountain behind it. Also, uh, Justin's peanut butter or nut butters is there. So I was walking by and there was a giant sign that said Justin, Justin's. I took, I took a selfie in front of it. <laughs> selfie stick. Do you have a selfie stick? I do not. Uh, somebody brought one over for, I think, was it like Christmas last year? And I had a good time with it. I took selfies with my entire family. I was really excited. I should get a selfie stick. I'm surprised you don't have a selfie drone. Yeah. Selfie drone? That would be cool. Tell that where to go and then take a picture. I like seeing uh, Aaron Patterson tweets when he's at a conference taking giant selfies with the, with the crowd. Leonard, are there any like local things in Seattle that you go to? conferences or user groups there's one javascript hack night that i go to that's about it there's an elixir slash erlang meetup that i keep wanting to go to but it conflicts with my favorite board game night (laughs) it's also it's also much farther away so yeah so it would take a lot of like energy to go do the thing yeah and i always forget about seattle rb because they're not on meetup and i I always miss their tweet which they usually are late putting out isn't that supposed to be one of the best meetups ever that's what I hear. I've source. never made it. They have open source projects and all the cool folks. You could high five Aaron Patterson or the other person that wrote the mini test. I forget his name. <laughs> Ryan Davis. <laughs> Ryan Davis. Who gives great talks? They're usually packed with information. Send Spider is his GitHub name. I really like the JavaScript hack night. It's like everyone goes in, does a little mini stand up, says what they're going to work on, and then you can like break off into pairs or just work on what you said you were going to work on. Do people actually work or just socialize? Uh, about half the people work, which I think is better than that's, most that's about hacking normal. meetups. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been kind of itching to go to like some kind of hack night. Philly RB just had a project night. There's like two groups worked on Elixir. Uh, one worked on Lambda, AWS Lambda. And I think the others worked on Ruby. Did you do the baseball hackathon this year? I wanted to. Um, I woke up with a headache. Mm. And I was like, eh. I, I did sign up on Friday. I was really torn. It was also at Penn, which for those of you not from Philadelphia is far away from Center City. Um, <laughs> it's like... It's like, like 10 more minutes. Yeah, it's like the the distance inside the city. I mean, this is like the difference between like the way in the city and outside the city though, right? It's like inside the city, if something is like an extra half mile away than like your normal like span, it's like so far away. Yeah, and then you have to ride up a hill, and I was like, eh, do I really want to ride up a hill to go to baseball hack today? And there's like, <laughs> and it was cold this weekend. It was. Like, that's really the thing. I just didn't want to, it was cold. 
So baseball hack day is a day. I think there are three cities that participate now um, where you get together. It's a hackathon only for a day, which is nice. Um, You're not really stressed out. And you just build an app around baseball. Team up with someone, get to hacking. Last year I won four Phillies tickets. Oh wow! So it's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah, uh, pretty awesome. Do you? I do you like baseball? <laughs> I do like baseball. Uh, I'm not like a sports fanatic. Like I don't That's get why, mad. Yeah. When like the I don't team... think I see of you as like a sports. I don't but, think like, of you it, as a sports ball. If it's on, uh, it's fun to watch, which most people disagree with. But it's um. Baseball is fun because there's a lot of human error in baseball. Like the umpire could get it wrong or you know, someone misses. The, the home run doesn't make it across. It just hits the wall. I don't like baseball, but I like the idea of like the stat tracking that, that baseball does. Yeah. They seem to keep like more numbers than any, any other sport. Which I guess why there's a hack day around it. Mm-hmm. Crun- crunching a lot of data. And you see a lot of like, uh, I forget it was like machine learning or some kind of other uh, tutorials and sometimes they'll use like publicly available baseball stat data. I had a friend that was into for a while. He would like go to games and write down all the stats on like a little card. Which I don't know why you would do because you can probably just get it pretty easily after the game. <laughs> but I guess it's fun. Yeah, it's probably just fun. Well, you probably have to pay for it too. Yeah, I think you can like the whole thing. They have programs like you can buy a program, right? Or... Like a ma- like a magazine, like a like well, a theater program uh, okay. well like i thought yeah i thought they had do they not have those at the baseball game so they have them at the horse track they do so the but horse then, track, like, that's how you get all the stats but that's before the game right yeah but then it's, but then you could like get stats from the game oh okay like person like, x pitched five strikes i, and... I don't know how to baseball that's mm. that's okay sorry you went to a horse track uh i grew up in louisville which has oh, that's true yeah <laughs> So there's Churchill Downs, which is like the world's best racetrack. Um, anyway, I think we should do picks. Picks? Picks. For like five minutes. It's already that time. I know. All right. So because I, I have one, I'll go first because I have one. Because I found one and I thought that this actually might be, we might even like write this down as a possible topic. Whoa. Um, yeah. So Yes, topics. Yeah. So yeah, Len, who really wants a topic. Um, so Julia Evans has a post, how do you do capacity planning? And uh, so it's a it's an, just a little post on like, how do we, you know, like think about how like, one of the things she says is um, I'm slowly starting to realize that when you're trying to make computers do a lot of stuff, there are maybe easier strategies than just throw more computers at it until you are no longer on fire. <laughs> Um, which is like a pretty good summary of, you know, like when you don't do capacity planning, uh, or you don't know what your capacity is, it's an interesting question. Um, and so I think it'd be interesting for us to talk about or see what people say about, uh, you know, how they do capacity planning. Cause yeah, especially like, you know, having like working on systems at really large scale, um, and even like working with other, working on a large scale system and working with other people who work on large scale systems in order to use our system, like a lot of people don't know their capacity. So, yeah. So that'll be, that's an interesting post to read. And if you have opinions on capacity planning, uh, definitely uh, hit up, uh, write a comment or uh, talk on Twitter about it. That sounds really cool. We're currently in the throw more computers at it phase. Yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, throw more computers at it. I mean, I've actually done some like kernel tuning and stuff because um, we didn't want it. We were like, no, we can solve this without throwing more computers at it. And we did. Um, but like we had to use brains and stuff, you know. Well, we're, we're slowly moving things over to uh, Nomad, 
uh, which What's is a scheduler. scheduler. So we uh, so we're not going to do any capacity planning until we're kind of like settled on that side, and then we'll reevaluate probably. Uh, my programming pick is a tool called Boot for closure. It's a build build tool. It replaces or its goal. I don't know if its goal is to replace line again, but it it does things differently than the current build tool. And I've been holding out for a while. And I went to a talk this week that showcased it. And it's actually pretty cool. Uh, the one thing that sold me was uh, with Linegan projects, you can get bitten by like caching parts. So you'd have to run line clean sometimes, especially in the early days of ClojureScript. Um, and you don't run into that with boot. That's, I've wasted so many hours on that. Um, and then my music pick is a song called Kiss the Sky. And those are my picks. So I'm going to pick this Infuse app for iOS and Apple TV. Um, if you have any kind of shared network drive to throw media on, it's really good at streaming those videos uh, to your Apple TV or to your phone or iPad. And then I'm also going to pick all the videos for Elixir Days, which just went up last week. And that's it. Justin? Uh, I will pick uh, some video games. Um, I've been playing The Division for the past... <sighs> two weeks uh i got it on release day which was tuesday two weeks ago and somehow in the first week i managed to find uh like 30 hours to play it (laughs) um which is pretty incredible for me for in a week uh it's really enjoyable it's kind of like if you ever played destiny it's very similar to destiny um i don't know how long i'll play it for uh but i'm i'm very much enjoying it for the past two weeks and probably will play it for another few weeks. It's interesting because I asked you about it and you didn't sound that excited. I did turn on my PlayStation this weekend <laughs> and updated everything. So I'm weary of re- recommending games uh, because I don't want to convince somebody to buy something they might not like. But you like Destiny, mm-hmm. right? I love Destiny. So. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you should check it out. It's good. Um, so it's just like po- pointless constant missions grinding for like flowers. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, it's, it takes place in New York, uh, in Manhattan. So there's like a slice of, uh, basically from central park down to, it stops short of the, uh, I guess financial district is what it would be called. Um, and it's a pretty incredible, uh, recreation or reimagination of that area. Like all the streets are the real streets. Um, people posted pictures of like the real buildings in real life versus what the game looks like. And they did a really good job of like replicating everything. They don't duplicate a lot of assets. So every street kind of feels unique and different. Um, and yeah, the, the, the setting is, is pretty uh, incredible. And I, I've had uh, like, I was playing my, my uh, a coworker and he used to live in New York and we were in an area. He's like, where are we right now? And he's like, this looks so familiar. And apparently it was like around the corner from where he used to live. <laughs> Uh, Stuyvesant, which I didn't know was actually a real word until I played this game. Uh, so yeah, Destiny's great. Uh, and then also, this will go out after the pre-orders go up, but PlayStation VR got announced. That's coming out in October, if you have a PlayStation 4. Um, it is a VR headset you put on your head, and you can look around, and you are looking around in the world that um, in the game you're playing. So... I'm pretty excited for VR in general, and um, that's the one I'm going to buy because I don't have a gaming PC. Um, but I'm pretty excited for VR in general. Check that out. I think it's uh, it's four hundred dollars, and you also need a PlayStation Four, so I guess it's like eight hundred dollars. The headset is four hundred dollars. Yes. Yikes! It is. Uh, it is. It has um, essentially like an HD screen inside of it that is like 120 hertz. 
uh, and it does. You have to have a camera with it, PlayStation camera, which is not too much. The, the bundle is five hundred dollars, which comes with um, a camera and two move controllers, which are motion controllers you hold in your hand. Um, but so the two motion controllers and the head, it, it tracks all of those. So as you like, you look around in real life, you actually look around in this world. So it feels like, and and then the field of view, I think, is like a hundred degrees. So you feel like you're actually in the uh, the game world. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that. There's a game coming out that looks like almost like movie Gravity, where you're just kind of floating through space. Uh, that'd be pretty incredible. Uh, and some other cool games. Those are my picks. So show notes are at Turing.cool slash 78. Follow us on Twitter at Turing Cool, and I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Yeah. Bye.